Hello and welcome to WaveScan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio. Our opening music today is the national anthem of Vanuatu, sung in the Bislama language, Yumi, Yumi, Yumi. Bislama is a Creole language, one of three official languages in Vanuatu, English, French, and Bislama. 95% of the words in Bislama are based on English words. The grammar and the word order is similar to local Vanuatu languages. Well, WaveScan is researched and written in Indianapolis by Dr. Adrian Peterson and produced in the studios of WRMI Shortwave in Okeechobee, Florida. I'm Jeff White. This is edition NWS 585 for release on Sunday, May 10th, 2020. On WaveScan today, Radio Vila, the first shortwave era in the South Pacific Islands of Vanuatu. Jerry Plummer joins us with day two of the HFCC conference in Malaysia. And we have our Philippine DX report from Henry Umahai. The island called Ifate is the third largest island in the exotic South Pacific nation of New Hebrides, Vanuatu, though it has the largest population, 70,000, and it's also the capital city island. The capital city, Port Vila, is located at the center on the southwest side of this irregularly shaped square island. Currently, there are no cases of coronavirus in Vanuatu, and Vanuatu is in the process of phasing out the usage of all types of throwaway plastic containers. Here now is Ray Robinson with the first shortwave era in Vanuatu. Thanks, Jeff. Back 200 years ago, Frenchman Ferdinand Chevillard procured several large tracts of land on Efati Island with the intent of establishing a very large colonial plantation, but instead it grew into a settlement that became known as Franceville. In August 1889, the municipality of Franceville, with all of its 550 citizens, declared its independence from France and England, with its own red, white and blue flag and five stars in a small circle. One of the community's presidents was Mr. R.D. Polk, a relative of the American president, James K. Polk. In the process of time, Franceville became Port Vila. During the Pacific War, the American forces established a large base on Efate, together with smaller contingents of armed forces from Australia and New Zealand. In recent time, episodes of the popular Survivor program, American, French and Australian versions, have been filmed on Efate Island. On Efate and throughout Vanuatu, there are three official languages, English, French and Bislama. Bislama is a recently created Creole language, and it's stated that if you're fluent in English, then you will understand Bislama quite well, if you listen carefully. Port Vila is on the southern side of Malay Bay, and on the northern side of the bay is a small tourist island known as Malay Island, or Hideaway Island. This island is an international tourist resort which is owned by the islanders themselves, though it's leased commercially to the Hideaway Island Resort. Near Malay or Hideaway Island in shallow waters is an underwater post office, the first anywhere in the world. 
You can buy water-resistant postcards and postage stamps on land, and then you can make a shallow dive to the post office and post your unique postcard to any address anywhere in the world. This Vanuatu underwater post office was installed in 2003, and since then, similar underwater post offices have been installed in Japan, Norway and Malaysia. Back in early August 1961, international radio monitors in New Zealand and Australia noted a series of test transmissions on 3955 kHz coming from Radio Vila in the New Hebrides. These special broadcasts included test announcements in English together with local and English recorded music. Radio Vila was a communication station located on the Malapoa Peninsula on the north side of Port Vila City. The transmitter was a 250-watt communication unit that was normally in use for inter-island communication as well as with nearby shipping. Subsequent test transmissions were carried out on 3277 kHz. These irregular test broadcasts were on the air in the early evenings and they were noted in both New Zealand and Australia. The announcement made request for reception reports, and he requested also a comparison with shortwave transmissions from other shortwave stations in the South Pacific, including Suva, Fiji, and Numia, New Caledonia. These spasmodic test broadcasts were a preliminary for establishing a new radio broadcasting service in the New Hebrides, and they extended into the new year of 1963. But then there was a silence of more than four years. However, in December 1965, an advisory committee submitted a document to the British Resident Commissioner containing suggested plans for the introduction of a new radio broadcasting service. Thus, a small studio was installed in the Malapoa College, a new school that had recently been established for the benefit of children of English and French parentage. Programming was recorded on tape, which was then delivered to the nearby transmitter site. The auspicious date for the inauguration of this new Radio Vila broadcasting service was August 2, 1966, and then it was on the air twice each day, on four days only, Tuesday through Friday. The midday service was transmitted on 7260 kHz, and the early evening service was on 3905 kHz. The signal from the 500-watt communication transmitter was fed into a simple dipole antenna. The first listing of official call signs appeared in the WRTH for the following year, 1967, and these were YJB3 with 1 kilowatt on 3277 kHz, YJB4 with half a kilowatt on 3905 kHz, and YJB7 also with half a kilowatt on 7260 kHz. The official call sign prefix for Vanuatu is YJB and the suffix number indicated the megahertz band. The usage of official call signs was dropped a quarter of a century later in 1993. Four years after the inauguration of the shortwave station, TBC, Television Broadcasting Corporation of Berkeley Vale in New South Wales, installed an Australian-made AWA 2kW shortwave transmitter at Malapoa in Vanuatu. This new facility was inaugurated on Christmas Eve 1971. 
Give another quarter century until 1995 and a new location was chosen for a new set of equipment for the shortwave service from Radio Vanuatu. And that will be the story the next time we visit these islands here in Wavescan. For now, back to you, Jeff. Thank you very much, Ray Robinson at KVOH in Los Angeles. Last week on Wayscan, we concluded our review of day one of the A20 HFCC Frequency Coordination Conference in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. Today, Jerry Plummer of WWCR joins me again for a look at day two of the conference. The segment was recorded in Malaysia during the last week of February. Well, here we are on day two of the HFCC right, Global right. Coordination Conference yeah, in made Kuala it through, Lumpur. Made it through two days successfully, and pretty exciting days in a way. You know, you and I were wondering, how's this going to work, you know, with a, a lesser crowd? And uh, we're still getting a lot of um, work done. I see a lot of changes made and a lot of uh, collisions cleared. I'm, I'm not to say uh, as many as normal, but there's, there is activity going. And, and you know, and, and this may be jumping the gun a little bit because I know you've got an article you want to read, but we also just had a very interesting converse, or, or speech, I guess one would say, or discussion from George Ross that was, uh, might be, uh, don't want to steal his thunder, but it's, it's about things that are happening in the radio field, the DRM field. Yeah, he showed um, several DRM receivers that are, well, prototypes, I guess, right? Yeah, prototypes, but they're really at the production point, you know. And of course, you and I, uh, I don't know if we've ever mentioned it on Wavescans, but you and I are part of this uh, NASB DRM, I can't remember our title. Receiver Working Group, I think. Receiver Working Group, yeah. <laughs> and our objective for the last several months has been to uh, try to get completion of at least one set of uh, DRM radios that are affordable and then also not only affordable but uh, distributable for sale. Right, and then trying to find enough initial orders so that the right. manufacturer, right. whoever it right. is, can afford to Production do an initial run. run. Right, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, from what he said and what we've sort of learned in the last few months, that's it, it's, it's sort of promising, mm-hmm. actually, you know. Yeah, yeah. So you got a, a magazine well, or a newspaper article you got here? Well, this is um, uh, sort of in, in the realm of politics, but it involves uh, shortwave radio mm-hmm. uh, on the way over on Korean air. Uh, you know, sometimes they give you uh, newspapers on yeah, the airplane. Yeah, right. Well, they, I, I picked up the New York Times International uh, edition for mm-hmm. this is back uh, February nineteenth now, right, right. and uh, there's an article by uh, Lara Jakes and Stephen Lee Myers, and it <laughs> says, for years they have operated as news organizations in the United States, deploying scores of journalists to cover the major events of the day and to report back to their readers and viewers at home. Well, now the Trump administration has declared them not practitioners of journalism, but rather operatives of the Chinese state. The State Department told China on Tuesday that its five foremost news agencies, Xinhua, China Global Television Network, China Radio, including China Radio International, China Daily, and the People's Daily, will officially be treated as foreign government functionaries, subject to similar rules as diplomats, stationed in the United States. But it does say that the, uh, the that's one of the five groups that they're talking about yeah. was uh, RTC, you know, uh, yeah. which is one of the biggest groups yeah. that we deal with. Radio and Television of China. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and unfortunately, they, of course, they weren't here this time. Right, because of the virus. We, um, did, we did, by the way, along those lines, we did get a, a, a nice apology note again from uh, 
uh, from the Chinese contingent yet again today, mm-hmm. uh, expressing their sorrow uh, of how this thing worked out. You know, it caused everybody a lot of trouble, and certainly they they didn't know it was coming. No, and they had two very interesting uh, presentations on the agenda for the uh, conference in, in China. Yeah, they did. Uh, yeah. One by Fraunhofer, which makes these DRM chips, I think. Uh, yeah, the chips, yeah. yeah, 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 the sound chips for signaling. And then the other one was by ABRS, which I think is the, uh, I forget what the abbreviation is exactly, but it's the radio... Um, organization of the People's Republic of of China. That's right, that's right, which they're also looking into that DRM possibility. Mm -hmm. But we didn't know it, but they had two two pretty pretty interesting, um, well, maybe with luck at the next one that we have in Sofia, Mm -hmm. we'll be able to see those. Uh, I know George said that uh, George Ross in the DRM conversation uh, was talking about bringing five or six different types of uh, different costs, different production of these DRM radios, and he had uh, he had mentioned how they had tested those out, and I can't remember exactly where it was, but I know it was approximately 2,000 miles apart uh, with a CD-type quality mm-hmm. using much less power. Oh, he was talking about um, transmissions from, I think, KTWR in Guam right. that were picked up by someone on a ship off of Durban, South oh, Africa. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what it was, somebody on a ship. Mm-hmm. With one of those gospel radios, you know, and yeah. they actually recorded it so you could hear the, hear the sound. Yeah. Um, so you know, without getting too a flutter about it, uh, you and I, we get to see. I guess we're blessed, maybe not, that we get to see both sides of the business. We get to see the actual production, like us doing this. But unfortunately, we also get to see the bills that come in, that, <laughs> uh, the business side. And I think you'd agree with me that the biggest bill each one of us see each month is the electrical bill. That's the one. You know? <laughs> and if this did actually produce a CD sound quality at, say, 50%, uh, I believe I could see where that could be very useful. That's right. Know? People might be willing to invest in DRM technology mm-hmm. then. <laughs> and we would be able to invest more because we're paying that much less. Uh, I mean, those are some pretty pretty high bills that I, I bet yours are too. You know, yeah, we're talking um, thousands, thousands, many thousands many per thousands, month yeah, of many, dollars, many thousands <laughs> per month. I mean, we're both one of the best uh, uh, best friends of the electric company. You know? <laughs> Definitely, <laughs> that's a pretty interesting article that you saw. Well, as long as we're talking about about politics, though, I think maybe we could mention that. Um, Yesterday, after we recorded our our program, right, the news came out here yeah, in, oh, yeah, in Kuala yeah. Lumpur, Malaysia, that um, the prime minister had resigned, yeah. and the government is in chaos. Yeah, he's uh, ninety four years old. As a yes, matter of fact, the oldest yeah. uh, ruling leader in the world. Yeah, I could see yeah. that. And, and didn't we hear something today that he now he's back in power on a temporary <laughs> basis till they can find somebody? To... <laughs> That's right. Um, he's uh, he resigned. But uh, whoever it is that's in charge of finding a replacement uh, put him in charge temporarily of the government until something else. I guess they have to Maybe try an and election form, or something. Yeah, or form a unity government or something. Yeah, and, they. Uh, it's interesting. And so what I did well, after I heard about this um, uh, last night, Jerry, um, I started. Uh, I brought a little uh, Texan radio with me. I did, I've got a little Texan radio. Yeah. Like right? Well, I wasn't yeah. able to pick up anything on shortwave in my room, but I was p- able to pick up FM. And uh, I tuned in. There's on ninety point three megahertz mm-hmm. here in in KL. There's a station called 
Tracks FM. Right, right. And it's uh, an English language station operated by Radio Television Malaysia, mm-hmm, which is the mm-hmm. government uh, radio yes, corporation. I've, I've listened to it before. Have you? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, I've got a stream link uh, to it on one of my computers. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I tuned it in on 90.3, and this is what I heard. To curb the spread of the new COVID-19 outbreak, practice preventative measures such as washing your hands often with soap or hand sanitizers. And for those who are unwell, please use a face mask. Direct to your home, in the car, or at work, with 50,000 watts of power and no satellite dish required. Salam sejahtera, I'm Surya Muzu with the main news bulletin at 9 from RTM's news centre right in Akasapuri, Kuala Lumpur. In our headlines, Agong appoints to Dr. Mahathir as interim prime minister and... Political uncertainties affects economy. The 9pm news in full. Hello and good evening. Yang Dipetuan Agong Al-Sultan Abdullah Riyaduddin Al-Mustafa Bilal Shah has consented to the appointment of Tun Dr. Mahdir Mohamed as Interim Prime Minister after accepting the latter's resignation today. Chief Secretary of the Government, KSN, Dr. Sri Muhammad Zuki Ali, in a statement said... So that was Trax FM uh, announcing um, what, the, what the crisis. Yeah. Uh, so we have the coronav- uh, coronavirus crisis, and now we have a political yeah, crisis. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we got both of those. And, you know, I guess uh, our state government doesn't consider it to be a, that major to us right now because we haven't, been, we haven't received any warnings from state.gov or anything like that. Uh, but I think, wasn't there one uh, warning us that last week there was some... Um, uh, political demonstrations or something mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and it warned us just to be careful and watch your watch your step. But mm-hmm. yeah, between those and the coronavirus, <laughs> and uh, well, and both of us are supposed to be flying back to the U.S. via Korea. Yes, which and uh, <laughs> another another crisis uh, occurred this afternoon. Yeah, level um, three, isn't it? I the think. Centers for Disease Control in the U.S came up with a, uh, or, or up the level to level three mm-hmm. of the situation in uh, South Korea. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, and, and, and what level three means is avoid all unnecessary travel to South Korea. That's right, that's <laughs> right, that's right. And it's got us already, you and I, we're already thinking, well, we might have to be rerouting maybe through Tokyo or something, you know. Yeah. But we'll see over the next couple of days, because if it's a three and... Uh, four is the worst, I yeah, think. Right? Yeah, exactly. uh, but if it's a three, uh, we're liable to be seeing a lot of each other in America <laughs> when we get quarantined for two weeks. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, we laugh, but it's, it's well, serious. I know. It's, you kind of, you kind of, got to kind of laugh at mm-hmm. it, because you'll, you go bonkers. But so far, the CDC has it as a level three. State Department still level two, but right. usually they follow suit. So they t- they do, and and this mm-hmm. is only Tuesday, second day of the conference. Yeah. And I'm leaving Friday night, Saturday morning, but I think you're not leaving till Tuesday or something, right? That's right. So yeah. maybe it'll be up to level four by then. Yeah. Who knows? I, I hope. I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> well, as a matter of yeah. fact, I think you're going. You're going to spend a couple of days in Cambodia, aren't you? Yes. Uh, after the conference, uh, Thais and I are going up to Phnom Penh, Phnom Penh for Peter, a few yeah. nights, um, just to sort of see it because we've never been right, there and right. it's very close it's i've very, never been there no it's, it's just a less than a two-hour flight from here wow. costs like less than a hundred dollars or something yeah. and then you come um, back here and then take off yeah uh, to america yeah, okay, yeah, yeah 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 so uh 
Well, uh, maybe by then, whatever it is, has has got less. But you know, it kind of makes you think again why attendance is down. You know, at this time, a lot of people are just very hesitant to fly mm-hmm. anywhere in the Asia area. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but you got to you got to admit though, Jeff, that the thirty thirty five how many people it is we've got this time around, they're still putting in work because we had a chunk of. Um, frequency changes and, and collision removals today and mm-hmm. and in discussing it with uh, Vladislav Chip the, our com, our computer guy he uh, he said that uh, he was surprised that the number of total pages of collisions uh, wasn't as bad as he thought it would be hmm. now, he said it wasn't real good but uh, it wasn't as bad so uh, it says that the people we have here uh, attending are are contributing as much as they can, and and hopefully we're getting a lot of. I think we are getting some help from outside, from the people who are at their different locations. So yeah. Yeah, maybe 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 things are good. Jerry Plummer there of WWCR and the Caribbean Beacon. And by the way, a few days after we recorded that segment, Malaysia did get a new prime minister. Next week we'll continue our review of the second day of the HFCC A20 Shortwave Frequency Coordination Conference in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. Escuchan Radio Taiwan Internacional. Radio Taiwan International has returned to shortwave in the Spanish language with transmissions to the Caribbean south america and spain from the okeechobee relay which it has used in the past the half-hour broadcasts can be heard daily at 0100 utc to south america on 5800 kilohertz 0200 utc to the caribbean on 5010 kilohertz and 2200 utc to europe on 7780 kilohertz Risto Vahakainu, board member of the Finnish DX Association, published an item on the European DX Council website May 4th about the passing of their honorary president, Yirki K. Talviti, at the age of 78. Yirki was one of the founders of the Finnish DX Association in 1958 and the longtime president of the club. Over the years, he also carried out numerous other duties in the club. Yirki was Secretary General of the European DX Council in 1969. He was appointed the first Honorary President of the Finnish DX Association in 2016. Yirki's greatest interest in DXing and traveling was Latin America. Spanish was his home language for decades, and he specialized in Mexico and Guatemala, but he had also traveled in many other parts of Central and South America. Yirki's work was to run his own publishing company, Tito Teos, and a good part of the books published by Tito Teos were also written or compiled by him. Tito Teos imported the World Radio TV Handbook to Finland for decades and had also published several DX books, like Latin America by Radio, written by Henrik Clements. Let's go now to the Philippines. Here's Henry Omerhai with his DX report. Hello everyone, hello dear shortwave listeners, wherever you're welcome to the Maytant edition of the Philippine DX. This is report number 158. I'm Henry Omaday in Bacolod City, Negros Occidental Central Philippines. Glad to be back and thank you for listening. Reception logs for April 2020. 
April 4, Adventist World Ratio 9800 in Cantonese from Guam at 1220 SIO 444. April 4, Radio New Zealand International at 11850 in English from Rajitaki. At 1224 SAO 333, April 11, Adventist World Ratio on 15500 in Indonesian from Guam at 1104 SAO 434. April 12, Voice of Korea on 9665 in Korean from Kuchang at 0904 SAO 333. April 15, Radio Taiwan International on 15320 in English from Tainan. At 0340 SIO 444 April 18, China Radio International 12070 in Filipino Pram, Shan Sanche Province at 1147 SIO 444 April 18, China Radio International 11955 in Filipino Pram, Kunming, Yunnan Province at 1151 SIO 444 April 18, Radio Thailand World Service on 9390 in English, Pramodentani at 1406 SIO 333. April 19, China Radio International on 11905 in English, Pram, Beijing at 0911 SIO 444. April 20, Candela's New Life Station on 9580 in English, Pram, Anchor Point, Alaska. At 1031 SIO 333 and April 26, Adventist World Radio on 11910 Indonesian from Guam. At 1031 SIO 444. Send us your comments, suggestions, reception likes, and informations to PilipinasDX at Chiahoo.com. That's P I L I P I N S D X for PilipinasDX at Chiahoo.com. This has been Henry Madai for Wavescan in Bacolod City, Negros Occidental Central, Philippines, and Mabuhay. At maraming salamat po. Thank you very much, Henry. And before we conclude today, I just want to mention a report we received from Jorge Andres Zuniga in Santiago, Chile, who heard us on 5800 kilohertz to do 230 UTC. And we appreciate his reception report. And once again today, we end the program with music from Cambodia, a song called Phnom Penh, a city that we'll be visiting in a few weeks here on WaveScan. Thanks for listening to WaveScan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio, researched and written in Indianapolis by Dr. Adrian Peterson. Next week, Paraguay on shortwave after the war. We'll go back to the HFCC in Malaysia, and our Bangladesh DX report. Several QSL cards are available for this program. Send your AWR and KSDA reception reports for WaveScan to the AWR address in Bangkok, Thailand, and also to the station your radio is tuned to, WRMI or WWCR or KVOH or Voice of Hope Africa, or to IRRS Italy, or to the AWR relay stations that carry WaveScan. Remember, too, you can send a reception report to the DX reporters when their segment is on the air here in the program. They will also verify with their own colorful QSL card. Return postage and an address label are always appreciated. The email address for AWR QSLs is qsl at awr.org. 
The postal address for AWR QSL cards is Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 234, Prakanong, that's P-R-A-K-A-N-O-N-G, Bangkok, 10110, Thailand. Again, that's Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 234, Prakanong, Bangkok, 10110, Thailand. And the email address for other correspondence to Wavescan, other than reception reports, is wavescan at awr.org. I'm Jeff White, WRMI in Okeechobee, Florida. Till next week, good listening, everyone.